begged and boarded. Forty-three. Matt and Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, bet and board it, it's away your life, tell your f- Good evening ladies and gentlemen, this is Jean-Louis Waffle with Breaking News. Today in a press conference, Matt Cohen announces he is too lazy to create another theme song for this week's Bagged and Boarded. We go live to Matt Cohen and Bumping Fresh for more information at the source. Bagged and Boarded News with Jean-Louis Waffle. You hear it first. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I am Matt Cohen. Uh, I am joined yet again by Mr. Bumping Fresh, Joshua Gray. Welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank Th- you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. It was difficult. You're you're in Greenpeace right now, right? Uh, I've been fighting the whale hunters uh, for about six months now. Is that just, what they do? Just came back. Uh, well, see what we do. What my, I'm not in Greenpeace. I'm in I'm in a separate organization. Uh, we don't actually have a name, but it's some friends of mine and I. One of the guys has a boat, and we go out. <clears throat> And we try to get in between the whales, the whale hunters, and those guys who try to block. Like, we try to get in the middle of the triangle. You try to get in between the show whale wars and the whaling boats? Yeah, and just tell everybody just to calm down. Like, just calm down. So we stand in the middle and we're just like, hey, he's, he's what, up now. What everybody is, just what is uh, What does Greenpeace actually do? Are they animals? I thought they were they um, human the rights. I thought they were human rights. No. Really? No, that's Amnesty International. Really? I thought and that was... Human Rights Watch. I thought that was the Colored People... Jesus Christ, Association. Dude. Jesus Christ. National Association of Colored People. That's the NAACP. And that's an outdated name, right? I mean, some would But say, what could they change it to? What would they change it to? African Americans are black. What do you think? I, yeah, I don't think it's up to me to have an opinion on such a thing. I just think that at this point... Colored people seems a little bit dated. Okay, I now have a soundbite of you saying, I just think at this point, colored people, and then I can do whatever I want. It's the magic of fucking podcasting. Yes, because, you know, yeah. You're down with the, with the African-American community, though, right? I'm down with all peoples. I'm not riddled with <laughs> No, no, I mean, in particular, like in particular, though, like, you were heavy into the hip-hop scene growing up. Like, you, you wanted to be, you used to make beats, right? You told me the other day that your dream in life, that that an unfound dream of yours was to be in a rap group. Unfound. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you're not make, currently in a rap make, group, so I, it's unfound. I mean, yeah. I, well, I, but I was, well. What was the name of the group? No, well, that was an issue. I never had, I had one. We couldn't <laughs> decide. We threw around a lot of names. No, we made music together for like years and years and years. And uh, we never could agree on a name. We threw some really good ones out there. Uh, what kind of... Uh, I mean, I remember any. Oh, I remember. I remember. I, there was. There was. All right, one of them. I'm gonna hold that one aside, but because <laughs> you want to save that for future. No, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. One name that was out there was actually, and long before they existed, uh, we threw Tenacious D around. Did you really? Name. Yes, because I used to watch. And still do watch a lot of sports, and it just was one of them phrases that would. It took me years from, to find out that that was a, that was from a basketball thing. It's an excellent name, um, I must say. Let me think. I, I was only in a band once in my life. I was in school band in high school, in middle school. Not high school, middle school. I bet y'all could think of a name and agree on They one. made me, um, they made you, in my middle school, they made you take a music course. It was either chorus, band, or orchestra. Right. So you either sang, played in band, or orchestra, which was like woodwinds and like strings right. and stuff. I'm, I'm familiar. So I did the scrubbiest, I did the, I didn't want to do chorus, which was what most people did when they didn't want to do anything, because I didn't like singing, I thought it was, you know what I mean? Did you rock a glockenspiel? I played drums, I played percussion, which was me banging on a fucking cymbal, because they wouldn't let me get near a real drum, because I couldn't, right. I couldn't do anything. So that was that. So you just had like the the, the crash cymbal, and I broke them once in orchestra. I Jesus broke the crash cymbal on stage. You I hit them so as hard as you could every single time. Didn't you? On stage, I didn't. I broke it. Like I never. So anyway, that was the real uh, official band band. But as far as like an amateur band, I'd say I was in. 
I want to say sixth grade, or maybe the summer going from fifth grade to sixth grade. So going from elementary school to middle school, and me okay. and like maybe four kids decided we were going to start a band. Did you have a full beard already at that point? Uh, uh, no, but I definitely had facial hair. I was shaved. I shaved it until probably like sophomore year in high school, and then since since I'm like sixteen, I've had a full, I've had facial hair. Regardless, uh, we decided to start a band because a dude got a dude had just bought a drum set and another guy had a guitar and another guy had a bass and we were like, all right, let's start a band. And what what was your role in the band? I was the manager and the <laughs> fucking promoter. I was always very very business minded. In other words, so you had no talent, but yes, you, you just but I wanted that. to be involved, and you I was gonna and I was in charge of coming up with a name. So uh, I came up with this whole list one night in, at home, and I brought it into school. Okay, it was now. Were school. you in charge of this, or did you just have some friends in a band, and you stayed up one night and you wrote up this list no. and presented them with it? Like, did they say, "Hey, Matt"? No, we were forming. We were forming the band. There was no band. Four of us were there. There were the instruments, and we were like, "All right, let's make a band." And I was like, "All right, I'll be the manager." We were in sixth grade because we were still kind of little kids, so there right. was still a fantasy element to it. Right. So I was like, "I'll be the manager of the band and the promoter." Like. <laughs> And, and occasionally play tambor, um, tambourine, I said, I remember. <laughs> That's a good selling point. Or the triangle. Not a lot of managers For the triangle. out there will we'll we'll go that, that extra step. So anyway, I, I came up with a list of names, and I can't remember all of them, but I remember half of it was parody names. We were like, all right, we should do a funny name. <laughs> so I remember a few, Red Day was one of them instead of Green Day. Oh, my God. Onspring. Onspring. Right. Um, Weird Joe Jerk My Cock. Because instead of Weird Al Yank My Yankovic. <laughs> anyway, we wound up with The Living Dead, which was my suggestion. Now, the band lasted all of an hour and a half of a practice <laughs> one afternoon. But that was my experience in a band. But this, here's the thing. And naming a band. Here's the thing. As manager... It was your responsibility to keep I mean, the band together. The issue was that is solely the issue, your The issue failure. was the one place we could practice. The kid's mom got annoyed immediately. You were supposed to find a new place to practice. A different venue. That was I your mean, job. I didn't have a car. That was yeah, your I know. Job. I failed us. I failed the band. And then later in life, legitimately though, when I lived in Vermont, a, a bunch of my friends were were in a pretty um, popular like college band, region, local New, New England band called Casual Fiasco. Did you try to become their manager? I did lights for them, but for like like uh, like five or ten shows, and I did I got to do lights. If any fish fans are listening, I don't know if we have any <laughs> fish fans. Back to board fans. Now um, you've mentioned if you put them in your little description. I'm I, sure did, I did. I did. I did a lights at. Uh, I got to do lights at Nectar's, which is where fish like first start came up, which was like a huge fucking thrill and honor. And I broke. I broke the lighting thing, dude. Accidentally, like the guy said, I broke it. He said one of the knobs was missing, but I claim it was never there to begin with. But I don't remember it to this at this point. To tell the truth, uh, I broke the head off. A I love lion. naming shit, dude. Like I will. Uh, here's a band. Here's a band. I will. I will. I'm not in a band currently, but I always have one band name. I always use on rock band. You're not in a band currently. When's the last time you were in a band? Uh, Living Dead. Sixth grade? Circa fucking, yeah, in yeah, 98 okay. or whatever. But so, yeah, so then, Craig, you're not currently in a band. No, I'm not. But if I He's was, if I did front the band, the I have a band name, sir. Yeah. For years, Camel Toad was the band name. Okay. And I, I turned that on its head. I think obviously. I might realize, and for those years, there wasn't a band, right? No, but no. It was no. just a name Yeah, no, I have band. names for movies that don't right. exist and stuff. Yeah, right, I, right, I name right. stuff a lot. Um... My new one, so Camel Toad got taken, obviously, by me. The new band name, and I use it on all my rock band stuff, you know, or Beatles rock bands. Right. Lesbian Sucker Punch. No, no. You think that's offensive. No. I think I've I mentioned think that to you offensive. before. I think it's just Have I mentioned shock that before? Value stupid. I don't think it's shock value like, stupid. Let me just put together. All right, so what does Lesbian Sucker Punch mean to you? Nothing. What's the deep it mean? Exactly. It came exactly. up, for, I think it was on some message boards. I was trying to, I made a list of like fake heavy metal bands that sounded like gothy and like hard. That and doesn't sound gothy or hard. Lesbian Sucker Punch? Yeah, no, yes. I think it's funny. No, it sounds like a very good drink. I can find on, a like, meaning for it. On one of those, I got it. Those ready? Cruises I got a meaning Rose for it. That, that when you're Rosie when you're O'Donnell hitting on a girl, on. when you're hitting a, if you're hitting I would on a like chick, a glass of the lesbian sucker punch. Check it. Here's the meaning in the dictionary. If you're hitting on a chick or a, a lady, yes, and and she rebukes Woman, she possibly. rebukes you, yes, and then you find out that she's a lesbian, 
You just got lesbian sucker punched. You didn't see it coming because you thought she was a heterosexual. I mean, I, but no, but that implies I, that she's somehow assaulting you or being aggressive somehow with, uh, she's, she's not. No, it's not an you. active she, thing. It's just like, punched. hey, it's just a lesbian sucker punch. It's no. not like she lesbian sucker punched me. No, you just know. No. <laughs> you have any nobody speaking of anybody. speaking of names, how did how did you get uh uh saddled with, with B Fresh, sir? Bump and fresh. If I may ask, with bump I'm, and fresh. The the, the bumpiness of the fresh, the fresh is not just fresh, it's bump and fresh. Uh it was the name when I You keep in mind folks, this is like a thirty six year old white yeah, male I'm saying really it is ridiculous. Old, I'm a really old guy and I'm a really white guy. But who still uh, calls himself bump and fresh. Well, the thing is just that at one point, you know, I had a little small business doing video production stuff back in fabulous downtown Bethesda, Maryland. Porn. No, no, nothing at all dirty (laughs) or interesting in any way, shape, or form. But... Are you going to run for Pope someday or something? Why are you so, like... What is wanting to run for Pope having to do with not wanting to lie that I made porn? You go along with it. Nobody. You nobody sounded offended by the concept. No, because nobody makes porn in Bethesda, Maryland. It's and illegal. Then moves to Los Angeles and gets out. Do you know of it's the illegal. Porn in, do you know it's illegal in anywhere come to but the LA? West Coast to get out of porn. So no. All right. I, nothing All right. To do so with non-porn. Porn. But so I needed a name for my no. for, for for my company amongst the names thrown around. Bumpin' Fresh Industries. And so I would write on when I was doing work, I did freelance TV work for live sports broadcasting, and I'd write on things to, you know, on my gloves that might be laying around or on my bag, write bumping fresh on it because it's just a little bit more memorable than, than my name. And so what I didn't intend, and when I first told my mom, I, when I said, all right, I'm going to go with bumping fresh industry. Call me bumping fresh from now on. She was like, so does that mean people are going to call you bumping? And I was like, no, people don't like call the head of Exxon Exxon. Like they call him his real name. It's just a, a name of a company. But then people, people would, hey, bumping fresh. And so, yeah, bumping fresh, man. Gotta have a name. You I never, just, I never had a nickname. Joshua Gray is my slave name. I never had a nickname. The one time I tried to give myself a nickname, I remember in fourth grade, we started playing football at recess, like, like. Actively, like every day, we broke into teams. And I remember the first time I went out there. Did you have a kickball? Name? I didn't play it first because I didn't know what football was. I, didn't, I was in fifth grade or fourth grade and I didn't understand the rules of football. I'd never played football or watched football. So I had to first learn the concept of the game. Did they need, they didn't need a team manager? No. <laughs> I mean, for, for a while I offered my services. <laughs> but regardless, uh, so we played a football and then I realized that, like, I remember it. Okay. Justin Mazzillo. We called Miracle Hands. Well, I mean, legendary kickballer. Legendary football, schoolyard. Football, I'm, talking oh, about. I'm sorry. Football, football. two-hand touch football. So Justin Mazzillo, uh, w- we called Miracle Hands because <laughs> he was like a wide receiver. He was fast and tall, and he would catch like he would catch passes you never thought in a million years anyone could catch. But the problem miracle. with that nickname was when he would miss him, do you know what we would call him? Uh-huh. Miracle Whip. Ah, so when he would miss a pass, we'd call him Miracle Whip instead of Miracle why, Hands. Why is, I think Miracle Whip is. I'd rather be a whip than a hand. I'm just saying, like if you had whips for I'm hands. I'm just saying this is what I remember. All right, there was another dude now. I, there was another dude named Brian. I can't remember his last name, but we called him the Beast because when he would get really into the zone, he would go, "Unleash the Beast," and then he would run. Wow, really into the zone. What, like he would like Hulk the up the two hand touch football zone. In there was a kid in my high school on my high school football team, a wide receiver who was very fast but could not catch anything, and he had the nickname "Hands Like Feet." <laughs> I always remember that. I always so, thought that was a very good nickname. So anyway, they all everyone has nicknames, and I decide one day like, okay, I'm gonna come up with some nicknames for me and like a few friends. So I remember a few You're of them. Big on 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 yeah, okay. I remember I remember Varundat. I called Mr. Doggy. And Mr. You, Doggy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Varun was Mr. Doggy. Why was Varun Mr. Doggy? No idea. Wait. Was he Asian? Were Indian. He, I was friends Indian? with Indian. Yeah, yeah. So you call him Mr. Doggy? Wait, wait, wait. Omar Ahmed, I called Jeep. 
Like J E P. Oh my god! Why? I don't know. Because it sounded vaguely like no, Haji no, no, or no, something. No, 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 nothing to do with that. I thought it sounded cool. And then for Jeep. my you because thought Jeep sounded yes, cool because it'll make sense a in a second. Game. Because for my nickname, I came up with Stumpy. <laughs> and I remember walking out to the field all proud and shit and excited and being like, guys, call me Stumpy now. And I think, I forget who said it, but someone was like, why do you want to be called Stumpy? I believe it was Jeep who said, why do you or want Mr. to be called Doggy. Jeep or Mr. Why Mr. Doggy? They were both in my same class. It was Jeep and Mr. Doggy. Why Mr. Doggy? I don't know. It seemed like a cool nickname. <laughs> But not as cool as Stumpy. Now that I think about because it, because if you thought Mr. Doggy was cooler than Stumpy, you'd. Have now been that Mr. I think about Doggy. it, I did have a nickname. There was a kid named Matt Cohen who was three years older than me, and his nickname. A lot of people called him Co Dog. A lot of people call him Cool Matt. They Cohen. called him Co Dog, <laughs> and somehow certain people who had like older brothers called me Co Dog. A few people used to call me Kodog now that, that I think about really it. That wasn't really your nickname. That was just spillover of some other kids. Yeah, nickname. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I never had an original. Everyone just called me Cohen my whole life. Like, since, like, high school, I'd say most people call me Cohen. A lot of people call you Maddie. That's but... only that's only really recently. Yeah. That's only the last two or three years. Really? I started transitioning into Matt calling you Matthew lately. Uh, no, dude. That's because I spent time around your dad. I mean, I'd say Matthew. from, from like, from middle school, like, all in my, I, everyone called me Cohen, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Which was insulting to the four other Coens in my grade. I was, you know, I was gonna say, I was, the, I was the, um, I guess I was the memorable one. Yeah. Even though one of them was like an amazing star lacrosse player and went on to like play for Harvard or Princeton. Or yeah. Something. Well, everybody probably took the time to learn that person's first name. Everyone knew my first name, I think. Maybe. We were a small town. Yeah. How many kids were in your high school? I don't remember. We had we had like two thousand or something. That was bigger than mine. No, but my class had like four hundred maybe, <clears throat> which wasn't huge. I don't think bigger than like fuck a lot of people. Probably though. roughly the size of mine. That's like an average high school. Right? I yeah. feel like you know what I mean. Average suburban high school. So that that was the nickname. Do you ever meet people? I know a few people who I only know them by nicknames. It seemed to be in camp when I was younger. You know people like that. I'm trying to think. I did when I was young. Well, I eventually learned people's nicknames, but I mean, I I'm an old man, so. When I grew up, people had all... I'm trying to think if there's anyone I know now that I only that only goes by a nickname. Like, I remember in camp there was a kid called Muffin. I bet he didn't want to be called He didn't. Muffin. He hated it. He, yeah, everyone, exactly. used to, everyone used to make fun of him and stuff. Exactly. It was kind of mean, yeah. Like, nobody wants to be called Grimace. Muffin, was, the, Muffin was like, he was like, yeah, Muffin Grimace. got bullied. And then there was a kid called Turkey. Muffin and Turkey were both in my same camp group. I bet Turkey wasn't thrilled about Turkey. Yeah, camp is just... Muffin. I remember why Muffin. I remember why Muffin got his nickname because someone's mom (laughs) brought in muffins and he ate like four of them and like. And then turkey is because I think he ate a lot of turkey. Always had to do with eating a lot of stuff. Shocking, because that's all anybody could do notable (laughs) when you're little kids. Yeah, yeah. people either. No one's called like Johnny Date Rape. (laughs) Fucking farted a lot, you know. Hey, stinky, like. I still, I still remember to this day, there was this one super fucking cool counselor, man, who I must have been like, I'd say 11 at this point, and he, he was like, uh, he was, he must have, in retrospect, dude had to have been a huge fucking stoner. <laughs> in retrospect, dude was probably like 16 or 17 No, he was like 19. So. Yeah, yeah, he was like 19 and I was 11, so that right. was look up a bowl at that point. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember he had the he had a Fish album, and this was all the way back in like this 92 is, before I even, this, no, no, this is like 10 years before I even heard of Fish. The scene is, I remember... Not ten years before you heard of it, because you heard of it. I, but I passed it. Boom, right at one ear right. and not the other. I remember, I'll always remember this day. What was his name? What was the I don't remember name? the counselor's name, but I do remember what he said to me, because I thought... Because this was towards the end of the summer, too, because I was, like, his favorite camper. Like, we had this, we were the cool, you know, we would hang out all day and not play sports. And um, this hot chick walked by, <laughs> and he said to 11 or 10-year-old me, he said, Matt, you know what I want to do? And I was like, what? He's like, bone you while that girl watches. He goes, I really <laughs> want to put my penis in her vagina. <laughs> Dude, there was a few fucked up shit like that at camp. I remember then being like 15. Another counselor said, wow, this is, I don't even know if I should say this. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, Considering how little self-editing you do. He didn't do anything. I'm horrified. He didn't do anything, but it horrified me even at 16. We were in Disney World on this trip. At 16. And... 
or 15. Okay. So I'm going to say 15. We were in Disney World. This was the same trip that four kids got kicked out for smoking weed in my room. Kicked but out I of camp or kicked okay. out of Disney World? I'm going to say 14 we were. Kicked out of camp or kicked out of Kicked Disney out of World? boat. Kicked out of camp. Damn, that's fucked up. They it's got so caught. They got this... We were in Disney World like third day, day in Disney World. No, we were right? there for like a week. We flew down. We're from New York. So anyway, they were smoking weed in my room in the bathroom, and I was fourteen. I remember it had to have been because I didn't smoke weed yet. This right. was like maybe fifteen because this was like three. Ch- there were three chances to smoke weed before I smoked weed. I remember I turned it down three times within like the course of like a few months. Right before I smoked for the first time, so I had to have been fifteen. Anyway, uh, on this same trip, the counselor. Wow, it fucking came around. The counselor who sold them the weed, who the camp never found out about, who sold them weed in an Altoids tin, this hippie dude, said, you know the best part about getting older is when your dick gets big enough, you can bend it backwards, hop up and down, and fuck yourself in the ass. And I remember being fucking horrified, dude. I mean, I don't think it's the best thing about getting older. I really think that that, I think, boy, I think it's to, it's sad when misinformation like that gets back. I've been out. waiting and waiting for that to fucking be the best thing in I life. I mean, yeah, I, boy. I mean, I've had some sandwiches. Camp was weird, dude. Fantastic. Camp was fucking weird. Dude, camp, yeah. And then, maybe I should, you know, I don't know their names, so it doesn't matter. And then that same summer, which was my last summer, so I I was 15. That same summer. I was 15. And the counselors must have been 19 going on 20. This chick counselor in the last day at camp. Did you see her boobs? No. Fully fucking, like, kissed me. Like, on the mouth. Nice. Like, with tongue, but... That's probably horribly wrong. It was horribly wrong. (laughs) Because that same chick... Keep in mind, this was in my skinny, like, long hair. Like, I was getting ass in terms of, like, girls were touching my penis and that was it. But, like, that was happening a lot when I was 14 and in camp. And then I hit my slow three years. Were they touching it or were you, like, running up and, like, no, they were, slapping? No, I was, I was, I hooked up with, like, eight chicks one summer. This Gave was, it some name. But this was before, they like, I was slapping. too young to really fucking do anything. So that was unfortunate that right. that was my peak years. Right. Uh, I bet you tried to ditch the nickname Stumpy right around. I never got the nickname Stumpy. It never, it never flew after I. The words came out of my mouth. It died on the ground. They were like, "Why do you want to be called Stumpy?" I'm like, "I don't know. I guess I don't." But anyway, that same chick who kissed me, I used to work at TCBY, and I remember she came in one night with her friend, and they were drunk or something. I gave them free ice cream, and the next day at camp, she was like, "I asked my friend like what she thought of you." If you were, like, a cute younger guy, she said she'd fuck you. And I remember being, what in the world is going on? I was, like, too young to fucking to, to um, process that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Do you think that's why you're so damaged now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm a horribly torn, broken shell of a human being because of that. We gave a lot of, when I was growing up, and it wasn't always nice, we gave a lot of girls nicknames when I was growing up. And they weren't necessarily like mean nicknames. We weren't always great. Yes, no, we had mean nicknames for girls. There was a girl named Mary Blowjobs because she gave a lot of blowjobs. That's not nice. But, like, to this day, I don't know her last name. I knew a girl named Bold Ears. And I don't know. I don't know why she was called Bold Ears. <laughs> and I don't know what her real name is. The best, she was called, best part of that Mary Blowjobs, though, was that the name stuck. The best you. I you know what? Other than I the bet I can guess the best thing about. I mean, Mary I never blowjobs. got one, so it fucking I can't claim that. <laughs> the best part about Mary blowjobs, though, other than the obvious blowjobs that that flowed freely, other than for me, so you just called her Mary jerk off. <laughs> no, I I didn't. I called her Mary fucking nothing, man. I called her Mary four years of unhappiness in high school. Um, Mary, please. Yeah, totally. Uh, Mary had that name for so long that that like after like a couple years of being stuck with it, she didn't mind it and would respond to it. You'd be like, "Hey, Mary, blowjob." She'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?" That's the tragic thing about teenagers and tragic thing about whatever. Eventually, somebody's like, oh, "I might as well embrace it." Like that poor girl. She probably gave so many unnecessary blowjobs because of that nickname. I think she gave a lot of blowjobs. Which jobs. was, I bet you that nickname. And was it wasn't even it wasn't even that she gave a good blowjob. Was the blow it wasn't even that she gave the good a good blowjob was the word. It was just the frequency of which she gave blowjobs. I blow bet jobs. you that that nickname was invented by someone who, like you, did not get a blowjob. 
trying to think of. I bet you invented that nickname. No, I can't. You named everything else. You're naming bands. And there was another girl named Wendy Way. Named her. There was another girl. This is this is is an awful one. I didn't come and come up with this. And this is this isn't even a nickname. But there was a girl named Wendy Way who was like had to have been like six foot four when we were in middle school. So obviously she was a fucking giant human being, let alone like a a fourteen year old girl, right? Right. She was like two hundred fifty pounds, but not like fat, like a wall. Right. So the the big thing growing up in my oh man I don't even never mind yeah I mean I might as well at this point no you might as well not you people well people not. would go people would go how much does Wendy weigh weigh and then people would oh. go people would go one ton see that ain't right that ain't right it's kind of fucked up I knew a kid named Greg Mutter <laughs> you used to make fun of a retarded say, kid you said old Mrs Mutter slipped on some butter and fell in the gutter. Wasn't there a retarded kid you used to make fun of? There might have been a retarded... All right, here's the thing about that. <laughs> no, yeah. no, hold on. You told I need me to story after story about this clarify. poor mentally handicapped boy you tortured in your neighborhood. We did not realize... We didn't torture him. We did not realize... All right, this was a very liberal neighborhood. And I think it was because it was a liberal neighborhood, no parents went out of the way to be like, that boy's retarded. Dude, they don't want to differentiate. We just thought yeah. he was... Kind of a spaz, man. So, like, you know, you you might fucking, hey, you get mad, so you might tease him a little bit, see if you get mad. And so, but nobody realized that he was retarded. It wasn't till he started working as a bag boy at the local grocery many years later. I mean, many years later that you're like, oh, my God, that, well, actually, no. By the time, like, adolescence hits, I'm talking grade school, we tease this kid. By the time adolescence hit. You can tell that dude was retarded. Do you think... By the way, Rain Man died. I know, I know. R.I.P. I mean, like a week ago now, but... Was it? Well, I just no, read because it. this is... Oh, yeah. Right. But, yeah, Kim Peek. His name was Kim? I believe so. Really? I'm pretty sure. That's... A, what, this is like the name but episode. he wasn't actually Rain Man, because it like... Yeah, I think, believe he wasn't even, like, actually autistic. He, he had a variety of other... He had other issues. No, he was... But he... But... But it wasn't. He was in autism. that doc. He was in Brain that Brain Man, Man doc. Brain Man amazing, that you, that you tipped me on to. Do you remember the guy's name? Yeah. Should we get into our. I've mentioned it a few times in other podcasts. You know what? No, I haven't. Um, I'm not going to say specifics, but Joshua Gray has the honor of being a member of one of. There are two bagged and boarded's that are in the vault right now that have not been heard, that have been recorded. Um,. Oh, you're going to drop the bombshell? I'm not going to drop the bombshell at all. Oh. There are two bagged and boarded that have been recorded, were intended to be recorded, but for reasons out of my hands, uh, were chosen not to be put on the air at that time. Who knows if they'll ever see the light of day, but Josh was oh. a part of one of those podcasts. Oh, wow. And on that podcast, yes. we talked about our love of BBC reveals. Yes. So I don't think I've ever mentioned that on this show extensively. Oh, now God. that I, now that I okay, that's what I'm saying. Such a great series. so for people who don't know, BBC America Reveals is a program. It's a series of shows on BBC that runs really randomly. Like you'll get one series every of few informational months. Informational documentaries. Like. And what they are is they're basically about like the most taboo, um, intriguing, like like shit you'd never believe in a million years subjects in the world. Like everyone is progressively more shocking. But it's also the most captivating television yeah, I've ever just, seen in my life. And so, and they're not all shocking just for shock value. Some of them are very informative. Looking oh, they're at all informative. But, I mean, I learned something in every one. But, like, the, the guy that was was the why am I gay, I didn't think that was necessarily shocking. That was great, though. As much as remarkable. There was one. Informative. If, there was one with um, <laughs> fans of this show. If, if folks, if any of you folks are fans of Doctor Who, the current incarnation, or, um, or the, the spinoff, uh, Torchwood, the main character on that show, Captain Jack, the actor um, John Barrowman, is uh, is a gay guy. He's outed, outed gay guy, and um, he did a documentary where he goes to different geneticists and different scientists, and basically like finds out the reasons people become gay and visits his parents and all that. So that's one of them, and they go from subjects like that that are kind of heartwarming and informative, all the way down to the line to the most extreme one, which I think we can both agree is a program called "I Married the Eiffel Tower." Fascinating, fascinating. Objectum sexuals. Now, I think I Married the Eiffel Tower might be in my top five hours of television ever made. Would you agree? I think my jaw was dropped. The I mean, it's just hours. All right, just stunned. I Married the Eiffel Tower is a program. And it keeps ramping up. <laughs> you think the high notes hit? Like. 
and it's like oh. a, it's like a Miles Davis. Oh, uh, it's unbelievable. So, okay, I married the Eiffel Tower is about a group of women worldwide who suffer from a disease. Not a disease. I don't even want to get a, into it. It's 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 a mental a mental, a mental a affliction, syndrome. a syndrome called um, objectum. They are objectum sexuals, and it's only been women that are diagnosed, and there's only a handful. Of women that have Maybe like 14 around the world. And what it basically boils down to is it's women who fall in love. And I'm talking about like sexual, emotional love. Like Full one, love. like like people feel for other people with inanimate objects. Um, there was mm-hmm. one woman who fell in love who had, who had a long relationship with a bow, like a bow and arrow. And the amazing thing about this was with this bow she fell in love with, which was, was his name Bo? Uh, the the bow's name was Lance. Lance was the bow. Um, this woman in Lance became she became like a world champion archer yeah, with this top bow. Top ranked like world. Champion and she would archer. she would sleep with it at night. She would have sex with it. She would she would you know talk to it. And and they broke up at one point, and she became a shitty archer. Yeah. Now that same woman was kind of like the main character on the show. She went on to like marry. A f- she fell in love with a fence, and then she fell in love with the Berwyn Wall, and then it ended up with she married the Eiffel Tower in a, in a private ceremony. And um, it, it's it's a really really sad. It's kind of really sad. I mean, it's it's sad. Well, the other one, that woman, I that felt, woman wasn't so sad. Well, because she had her life together. Okay. The other woman seemed to be struggling a lot more, and she was the one who was in love. Well, that's with a that's, theme okay. park right. ride. Let me drop that, sir. <laughs> Come on, it's my show. Let me do the good stuff. Uh, there was a woman who I'd say is maybe four foot eight. Uh, a squat. She was taller than that. I'd say like five. A, a, three. It definitely took me a while to figure out she was a woman. She was not an attractive lady by any stance. She didn't have a very good haircut. She looked like Larry. From the Three Stooges. Is Larry the bald one? No, that's Curly is that's the bald curly. one. Which makes no sense, because you'd think he'd be the one with hair. But Because one of them has curly fucking hair. So yeah. it always throws me off. Anyway, she was in love with a roller coaster ride. Not a theme park ride, excuse me. In an amusement park. Now, was it in another country? No, it just. but it wasn't close. It was like it four was or like, 500 miles It was like 500 miles close. from where she lived, and she didn't travel much. And the other thing was, the theme park, the, the ride had shut down. The theme park was decommissioned, No, I it believe. was a seasonal theme park. Oh, is that what it was? So it was only, but for some reason, I don't know if it was just for the show or whatever, they got permission for her to get in while it was closed. Now, so, but, and but the other chick came with her. She usually oh, lives 500 miles away from this ride, which is called 1001 Nacht. Yeah. It's a German ride. But so when Which stands for 1001 Nights, like the right. Arabian and thing. And she would carry a picture of it around. When, when she, yeah, when she be- can't be with it, she carries a picture, and she'll talk to the picture as if it was that. Like, the picture is an acceptable... Uh, uh, Proxy or avatar, yeah, proxy. if you will. Ooh, well, the, the best part—the best part about that is other, the other people, like the other lady who suffered from it, talked to the clipboard as if, like, they met each other in a fucking airport or something, and she was like, "Hey, Joni, hey, one thousand and one knocked," and um, they actually got a chance to go see one thousand and one knocked at the theme park, and she composed a poem to it. I thought she was actually an excellent poet. I don't remember the exact. Of the poem, but I remember these lines. It, it was basically this. It was like, 1001 knocked. Um, your pistons are so shiny. Like, your lifting levers are so gleam in the moon. I love you so much. I need your fluids. I need your fluids. I need your fluids. I need your fluids. And she got down on hand and knee under the roller coaster and was rubbing the grease onto her face and body, going, I need your fluids. I need your fluids. I need your fluids. And it was at that point I realized that was a good, it was a good TV show. And the, the, the poem really lost its structure at that point. But before then, it was actually pretty good. But the other, uh, she was also, yeah, in love. She was in love with an altar at, at her local church. church. And that's where it really became tragic. the other thing you realize quickly but about the, the other thing you realize quickly about these women is that most of the objects they fell in love with were fucking phallic to say the least. So I mean, it, it wasn't hard to diagnose why, in particular, it was these objects. These women were having sex with them, and you're going, "Okay, how are they having sex? How are they having sex?" They show the woman having sex, oh, quote that. unquote, with the Eiffel Tower, and basically, oh yeah, they just they just spread their legs and gyrate on the thing. Well, she just basically straddled it. 
I mean, it was what I found what what was controversial and what was really offensive about that particular scene is she's wearing a long dress. I mean, you can't see any junk. But she said she's, she's not wearing underwear. She's straddling a girder. So she's she, there's nothing in between me and the Eiffel Tower right now. What's funny is I I, I she's like I can feel that she's the in vibrations. Like, I can feel the, but the vibrations she's actually feeling are the footsteps of the like dozens children. of school children that are circling around. What's funny her about this is after I saw disturbing. after I saw this show, I went online and and researched the disease. And um, she's very prominent. The, here's the thing, though, she's not the most prominent lady. Is the weird French lady or whatever she was the originator who was in love with the guillotine? Yeah, she hated the show. Oh, yeah. For one reason, one it made it. She said it was exploitation, but right. she also blacklisted that woman from the society. She said a true objectum sexualum or whatever it is would never be so crude as to have sex on camera. If she really loved the Eiffel Tower, she wouldn't do that. Right. I mean, whatever. There was another episode, the follow-up episode to that was the male version, which was kind of ridiculous, because well, there, there were only two dudes in the world who suffered from it. It was called... Here on camera. It was called, I love my... It was called, like, I'm in love with my car, and it was basically guys who, who jerk off on cars and put their dicks in tailpipes. And one dude, all right, like... One dude used to go to, like, guys. car shows and jerk off on other guys' yeah, cars. Yeah, one guy... Seemed like he genuinely was into the car thing, but he was actually kind of charming. The younger kid? The younger kid. The old the man? The other guy was a just seemed like he would jerk off on anything. Like, on your car. Like, if they wanted to make a show about people that jerk off on fucking barbecue grills, he'd have been like, I'll jerk off on your barbecue grill. Like, that dude would have He, he like, fell in love with car. Like, and then um, he jerked. There were two subjects, and they, they met up at one point, and one guy during the to night to a car show. jerked off on the other guy's car while he was yeah. sleeping. And in the morning, he saw the jizz on his car, and the episode ended with this bon mot. Hey, did you really jizz on my car? Fade to black. It was, also, it was also an exciting moment of the of the show when the, the production crew peeks out the window of their motel in the to green catch screen. The old guy jerking off on their production car in the, on the truck on, their rental on the van car. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. There's been, I mean, and then at the same point, there's been some really again some really sad episodes. Like there, there's been a few in the in with breasts. One was called. Um, 10,000 Men Own My Breasts, which was about... Did you see that one? Yeah. It was about a website where women could could post pictures of themselves in the hopes that men would donate towards a breast enlargement surgery. And that was really sad. Yeah. And then there was another one called Me and My... Sm there was one where the women had already had giant breasts. Oh, yeah. That was interesting. Where it was girls with really big boobs. And they had, like, their friends put in... Big, fake big boobs to see what to it was like, yeah. yeah. And the the fucked up thing was all the girls. Like at first they were like, oh, they're so heavy. And but then the attention they got. Yeah, yeah. Then they went out in the mall, and afterwards they were like, you know what? I actually really liked it. And every single woman on the show, I believe, decided at the end of the show not to get the breast reduction. What was? Uh, yeah, you're right on that. What was the most recent one? Was um, so I don't think it was a very good. The most ball. recent one was was uh, really gorgeous chick. I forget her name. She's a singer. It was. Oh, the drunk binge whatever. drinker. I didn't see that one. I wanted to it see it. It was good. I want to see it. It was I good. I find out. Like, that shit's... Those shows are crazy, dude. Yeah, they're doing some good TV. They're all... There's a list online of everyone they've ever done, like, if you want to look. Yeah. Like, there's, like, 40 of them. I mean... Uh, one was, like, um... My husband is gay. One... You know, there's Did been you, a few transvestite yeah. ones. Uh... The British... The British know what they're talking about, man. Especially when it comes to transvestites. And, and yeah... And dirty houses and sifting oh. through overweight people's shit. Did we mention oh, that show? Jesus. You are what you eat. With Dr. Jillian Grace. That's, I can't believe you know her name. That's No, Jillian. All I know about this show is the first thing is they Jillian watch something. people for a week, see everything they eat. Then they lay it out all in front of them. And that's all gross. Like at one time, like they take, they take all the food you've intake for an entire week and lay it out on one table. And it's, these people, it's fucking vomit inducing how it's much huge just table loads an amazing it's 50, amount of it's food. 50 worth people worth yeah. of food oh yeah you could feed like yeah small what's, what's amazing to me is I don't understand how it fits in their bodies well because how much of shit because of yeah that takes us to the next part part of her little process is she has them take a dump in a damn Tupperware dish and she takes it 
and she sits down with them and has like a fucking intervention confrontation with them. She, she looks through. She like the, examines the consistency yeah, of their shit and like she, that was one of the stinkiest turds I've ever smelled. That's exactly how she sounds. Yes, yeah. She's like your BM was three different colors. Not only is what she the fuck man. Not only is she British, but she has down syndrome. Like how much money would you have to pay? Uh, you could pay me a billion dollars. Oh man! You well, that's what that, that goes back to our discussion. Well, that goes back to our discussion on the last. On oh, that goes back to our discussion on the last podcast. It's like what kind of people put themselves out there on TV? Like people this? would go on fear. At least when they go on Fear Factor and be they win to something. Eat some dog nuts. Okay, yeah. They win the fat something. the fat thing you can see. It's like okay. I mean, maybe they're winning like healthy lifestyle. No, no, no like, yeah. Well, or or maybe it's so out of control and they don't have enough money that they can't afford professional help and, they, okay, I can see that. They but, can. like, I watched an episode of Intervention that started, it was a woman was a drinker. She tried to kill herself on the episode, too. The producer had to call the fucking ambulances and shit. She took a bottle of pills. The episode started off... TV gold. The episode started off, it was her in the back of a limo with her cat and on the bottom of the screen it said, like... It's always a bad It story. said, like, Lacey was supposed to fly from California to New York for this interview, but she didn't want to take her cat on a commercial airline, so she's paying $10,000 for a limo ride. And it starts off with her going, like, $10,000 is nothing. Like, I have more money than I ever know what to do with. I'm disgusting rich. Like, I could buy people. And people think money solves everything, but I am. Like, she was a raging fucking alcoholic. And it turned out she had made her money in, like, the dot-com boom and had, like, $40 million. Why does that woman agree to do a documentary about addiction? I mean, people want attention. Why do those people crash? Those people that crash the wedding, the White House at the dinner. Well, they want publicity. They want publicity. She, they want this to be woman on, doesn't want publicity. Why do these she women was a horrible on, wreck. Why do these women go on the, those Real Housewives? Because well, they want to be None famous. No, but they, no, but they well. want they want careers. This right. woman on intervention want, did not want a career. Did not want to be famous. I mean, famous. because some part of her is healthy enough to say, "Jesus, I'm sick." Other people could learn from looking at the mess I am. You in. think I so? Right now. Maybe, maybe it's a murder maybe thing. Yeah, like, you're right. Dude, we'll give you like a week's worth of vodka if you'll, yeah. you know. Come <laughs> it would like, be fucked up. I, you know, who knows what they do. I hope it's nothing like that. Did you read that article about Dr. Drew being a fraud? No, I, I wouldn't want to discuss something like that. But no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't write the fucking article. I'm just saying. We can talk about it. You can talk about an article that's online. Article. I didn't read the article. I wouldn't hypothesize. It basically on said. It basically said it was. It was a guy who was on the sex addict show. Physician. But is is he a licensed? He's not a licensed physician. He's a licensed. I don't know. What he's he a licensed is. recovery expert. I think is what he no, calls he's himself. Got a, he's got a. He's got a MD. Look, I like Dr. Drew. Like I respect him. I think he's trying to do a good thing. I was just this article that came out last week and it hit all the the rumor sites. This British guy who was on the sex show, one of the sex addicts, and he said like it was. They say he said like they perpetuated it. If anything, he said it was like an awful fucking thing. I mean, you're always gonna have some people saying it. Like, it's always gonna be somebody that's that's there to say something negative. That's I need the word of more than one British guy. Why, man? They're older than us. Not all of them. I mean, the country in general. I mean, like you I'm watch you watch those Harry shows Potter and they kid. find shit that are like. 500 years old in their house. Dude, I looked around when I started watching all those, like, antique road like shows. sandwiches that are 500 year olds in their house. I don't got anything in this house that's older than, like, fucking maybe 10 years. So you're 13 years old. That's the truth, though. I don't. I really don't think I have anything in this house that's over to, you know, maybe, like, with some of those decorative things from my parents or, you know, some of those the little... Drum? Keepsakes. No, I bought that, like, five years ago. But, I mean... It was, I bought, it, it, I bought it brand new at a, at a fucking guitar center. The guitar? I bought, I bought brand new. I buy shit brand new. Yeah. I'm saying I really don't think I have anything in my house, and that kind of upsets me because I'm into old shit and I'm into archaeology and, and, you know, and I'm talking into my bong and it's creating an echo, which isn't good for podcasting. It's true. But it's great if you're doing special effects for a haunted house. Don't go into the room on the left. There might be skeletons about. <laughs> Take it, Josh. Oh, boy. How do I follow that up? Um, I can narrate the scene right now. Matt's doing a bong hit. No, I'm not. I'm visiting he, Jimmy Moore. Learn the lingo of the show. If he's visiting it. Jimmy Moore, but he's not clearing. He, you know, there's sloppiness going on. Who's Jimmy Moore? 
For those of you who didn't listen to the listen to the last episode, Josh has never heard minute one of Bagged and Boarded. Jamie Moore was a friend of mine who me and Jesse met like a year ago when we had Alan Moore on the show, the comic book writer. Right. <laughs> Jamie Moore's his cockney brother who likes to party. Jamie moved into my building soon after that. And I leave he has a key. So every once in a while, like actually quite frequently, maybe like thirty or forty times a day. Jimmy comes in my apartment and hangs out for a minute, doesn't say a word, and then leaves. But while he does that, this weird sound happens, and that's the sound that Jimmy makes when he walks. Ah. Because his feet are like a Snoopy character when they're running. It does ah. that circle thing. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I would love to see? Different people doing the Snoopy Christmas dance. Like a montage video. I'm sure if you look on, I'm sure. Like celebrities and like political figures. The Pope. The new pope. Nazi pope? <laughs> Nazi pope ain't gonna do no Nazi peanuts, pope doing the dun 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 Nah, he ain't gonna do that shit. <laughs> is that the Christmas song or is that the regular? Wait. That's the regular Peanuts thing. What's the Christmas Peanuts one? They got the sad, the Christmas time is here. That's a depressing fucking show. No, every Charlie, every Charlie Brown. Well, Charlie Brown's a depressing That's character. What it's I mean. a comic strip about a it's, it's child with clinical depression. It's horrible. No one likes him. Um... They always fuck with of him. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, he's the Charlie Brown. <coughs> they always fuck with him. Like, the chick always kicks a football out from under him. Dude, he got a rock. What do you mean? One kid got a popcorn ball. Next kid he got, got a rock like, for a Christmas? Ball. No, for Halloween. They all walked up and they put up their bags and then people throw Was that candy the great in pumpkin? their bags. And the one kid goes, I got a popcorn ball. Next kid's like, I got a fucking And Charlie Brown goes, ball. I got a rock. Goes, I got a rock. House after house, they throw candy in the other kid's he's bags. He's got rocks? They throw fucking rocks in his bag. It's what just, the fuck kind of it's shit just is a, that? It's just a bad message to send to kids. No, but like, like imagine if you're, imagine if, exists. imagine if you're a kid who gets picked on a lot. And your name is Charlie. And you're bald. You're fucked. At age 11. Well, he wasn't bald. He, had he a, was bald. He had that one thing of squiggle. hair going, a squiggle on the back. He had nothing up top. He shaved his head. And he had a giant head. Shaved his head. He had a giant head. He shaved his head. Linus should have shaved his head because Linus had not only, but he couldn't because Linus has something seriously wrong with the shape of his well, head. Well, here's my whole thing. So with, here's my whole problem with peanuts in general, right? Is that Snoopy and Woodstock were obviously the main characters slash no. the most compelling. Well, that's for, from my end because I was a kid. That was because you grew up in the age where they were like, those are the most, most merchandisable characters. I call the show so Snoopy, not right. Peanuts. Right. Yeah, man. I could still, Snoopy was the one thing I could draw perfectly. Right. Straight line. At its best, it was a cartoon about, like I said, a manic depressed child. <laughs> Nothing goes wrong for us in love with a little red-haired oh, girl. Think about, think about what's exists. weird. That weird... I, the, but very progressive with how come cartoons okay and the, were there lesbians oh yeah Patty yeah, and, uh, and Patty yeah, yeah. And, and um and his, is this uh, is this I don't want it to go, get, get too deep or insightful and I know you're the child of a psychologist or whatever so you, you psychotherapist same thing right no psycho psychologist psychiatrist which is the one that prescribes psychiatrist. there's a PhD there's an MD and then there's what my mom is okay is a licensed MD is a psychiatrist. Yeah. PhD is a psychologist. Yes. Okay. And my mom's a psychologist. Um, do you think um No, I know I know I don't read the newspaper, but I know my parents do and, and a lot of people do. But do you think it it's saying something that a majority of the cartoon strips are fucking depressing? I don't know if they're a majority of them. Garfield's are pretty depressing. Family Circus is not depressing. No, Garfield's yeah, no not depressing. Garfield without Garfield is is the is, most depressing thing of all time. It's depressing. No, but, but even Garfield awesome. in general, like he was just he was he was down all the time. He wasn't a happy cat ever. I mean, he was a mean cat more than he was a depressed cat. That, but like, I'm, there was no like. I'm just trying to think of other comic strips. What else was in the fucking funny pages? Calvin and Hobbes. Hagar the Horrible, I feel like bad shit used to happen to him. I mean, how much of a car if you a cartoon where good stuff always happens is My Little Pony, and no one would want to read that. I mean, some people do. I mean, little girls. What was, oh, if Jesse was here, he would think of the name. Jesse like My Little Pony? No, like episode six, we got, a, we got our, our first uh, negative reaction to the show, so we decided to put the dude on blast, and I made up this whole thing about him liking My Little Pony. And running a website that, like, he owned and operated, like, the world's biggest My Little Pony website and had a blog called, like, Ponytails. I can't remember what the guy's name was, though. You're not Jesse. I'm not Jesse. 
Where is Jesse? Jesse would remember. Jesse's in Alabama fishing. <laughs> I'll be fishing right now when you folks hear this podcast. Yeah. No, I won't. Are we? Don't don't you got to do a minute with with Brendo Man at some point? Don't you got to pause this thing at some point for like some exciting? Yeah, right now. And what to your wondering eyes disappears is Jack's little friend Zero, the ghost dog reindeer. Hey, what's up? It's Brando Man. And this is the Brando Man Minute. It's kind of loud in here. I am recording in the Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland. In Anaheim, California. So I figured this might be a good chance to uh, do that. And if I had to have like my top three uh, rides, it would be like rides at Disneyland parks. Number one would be the original Haunted Mansion. Number two would be Expedition Everest. And number three would be Haunted Mansion Holiday, followed by, shoot, Hearts of the Caribbean, number four. No, 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 Indiana Jones at number four. Hearts of the Caribbean, number five. Oh, that's a tough call. Because Haunted Mansion and Pirates are like the ultimate ride, dark ride, I believe. And I'm a huge fan, but nothing can top... On a mansion for me. With some treats and some games, you can make us seem merry. Why, even a gingerbread house could seem scary. So, basically, they got all this cool Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in the regular Haunted Mansion. And um, right now we're in the Grand Ballroom. And there's a gingerbread house. They change it every year. This year it's a rotating carousel. And it's you can smell the gingerbread. It's real gingerbread. It's pretty kick-ass. Um, and then we have a giant Christmas tree. And that's pretty awesome. So, for those of you that are wondering, this is here from October all the way through January. Because it encompasses the Halloween time and Christmas. So, it's here all holiday. I highly recommend getting a Fast Pass, though, because it's the one time of the year where the line for Haunted Mansion is longer than five minutes. On weekends, it can be as much as 40 minutes. And for those of you on the East Coast, I believe they... Oh, wait, no, I don't think they do it on the East Coast. Well, you guys are out of luck. I think they might, though, that now. I'm not sure. I'm a bad Disney person, the fact that I don't know that. So, but I know they do do it in, um, in uh, Tokyo Disneyland. For any of our uh, Tokyo friends, you can check that out. I don't think they do it at Disneyland Paris. So our European friends might be out of luck as well. Um, now I'm just talking about Haunted Mansion. What else is going on? Well, um, there's Jack Skeleton. Hey, Jack Skeleton. Christmas time! Anyways, let me see how long this is. Yeah, we're at 3.40. Alright, well, that's just a little taste of Auto Mansion Holiday, one of my favorite things that I wanted to share with you. And I hope you all have are having a good holiday season. And um, back to you guys. Oh, Brendo, you charmer. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. I know you feel uh, a Brendo minute feels like a Brendo hour. I mean, in a I, good could, way. I could, you know, I'm going to save up that, you know, I, I'm only hearing these now. So I'd like to hear a whole lot more. <laughs> Do you want to something funny? Um, the other night, I I thought I was uh, instant messaging what was Brendo Man. It's because it's 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 fine. Oh, I'm sorry. I just uh, I just lift the curtain because before I was seeing like big high levels bouncing. It's because we we paused it and went away. Well, if I pause it again and go back, the levels will 
That's yeah. so weird. Yeah, that's why that happened. That's why I paused it before. It's there, believe me. Okay. It's fucked up. Um, You just put me off my game. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You motherfucker. I know. <gasps> I didn't want you to say something brilliant that wasn't recorded. We were talking about Brendo. Talking about Brendo. And his minutes. About how attractive you find him. No, he's... About those pictures of him that you have. I mean, I'd have to rewind it and then edit this out, but it's too late now. Plus, we'd miss all this podcast gold, so I guess we'll have to move on. All right, yeah. You're a son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Oh, I remember now. Thank you. Thank God. <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, I was IMing Brendo regarding this show. I was uh, I was going to... I uh, I typed in, um like, hey, motherfucker, the pod is up. You sound sexy, like joking around. Right. And I sent it to Brendo Man. And then I get back, what? I wrote, what, dude? He wrote, who the fuck is this? And then I realized, Brendo Man at AIM isn't our Brendo Man. Because I wrote Brendo with a question mark, and he wrote, yeah. And I wrote, the Brendo I know? And he was like, again, who the fuck is this? (laughs) And I was like, all right, Brendo doesn't talk like this. Sorry, wrong. I was like, sorry, wrong number, question mark? Like, I never, I am the wrong person before. Nice. I guess Brendo Man isn't Brendo Man. You just randomly, I am the Brendo Man. I guess Man. I assumed Brendo Man would have the Brendo Man on AIM. I thought he locked all that shit down like years ago. Gotta learn about Brandon, when, Brendo when, Man. When Brendo claimed to have, um, Brendo claims, and I'm not just, dis- I'm not just, dis- um. You know, I bet Brendo would like the movie Angus. Has he ever seen He's not talking about it. Are you being serious? Uh, you, you know a little bit about the podcast. Uh. Brendo claims that in, like, the year 1999, he had a podcast and that there were only, like, four or five podcasts on all of the internet at that time. Yeah. That Brendo says he was in one of the first, like, five podcasters ever. Okay. I wish there was a way to verify that. Not that I really care to disprove but the see, man. But see, here's the thing. Here's I just, the I just whole, find that to be whole, highly unbelievable. Here's the whole in Brendo man's theory on that. Now, not that I, I don't believe Brendo, but see, much as the reason Brendo man's uh, podcast might not have caught on, not that many people were aware of it, there might have been a lot of other people awesome. out there in the world that he was not aware. Wait, of. It was also he told me he did them three times a week, and it was him. It was him by himself for an hour. I was like, dude, I would kill myself if, if I didn't hear anyone do that. I was like, I can't do twenty minutes by myself, let alone three hours a week. I was like, what did you talk about? He's like everything. Yeah, he was in China at the time, so Shecky I don't think he Green had much. I don't think he had it. much to do. Well, the other th- problem was is it was restricted, so no Chinese people were allowed to listen to so only two people heard. No, nah. yeah, no, it was no. He had a bunch of listeners. Brendo's got a CIA agent. <clears throat> Brendo's got more followers on Twitter than I do. Man. Let's remedy that at Camel Toad C A M E L T O A D. Let's tweet, folks. We always do a Twitter pimp, Josh. Okay, that's fine. You do, would you like one? I don't, I don't even... Do, uh, what's my Twitter name? Am I Bumpin' Fresh? I think fresh? it's at Bumpin' Fresh, yeah. If, I'm pretty sure it's at Bumpin' Fresh, so... If you see, if tweet, you folks want to follow the brilliant insights of Josh and see what he has to say... Shit, now I gotta say something. He does a haiku every morning. I'll say, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. He does do a haiku, haiku every, every morning, morning, and every no. night he picks his favorite sonnet from Shakespeare. No, no, not from Shakespeare. So you can expect both of those things no. if you check out Josh's Twitter. And if not, he's a liar and he's lazy. Just Bible verses and my favorite stories from Penthouse Forum. You'll never believe that those letters are true. Do you know if you put if you put a Penthouse Forum and a, a Shakespeare sonnet side by side, even experts fail, have a tough time telling the difference? Well, that's because they were all written by, by Francis Bacon. By, 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 you go with Bacon? Marlowe. Okay, Marlo. It was Marlo. Philip Marlo. I mean, no, uh, Marlo Thomas. No, I don't know Marlo's first name. It was name. Marlo Thomas. I think it was Marlo. Free to be you and me was awesome. I, you're, you're oh, <laughs> how old? I, I mean, 1984, baby. You ever watch Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers? Like, I, mean, I was aware of them. Were you? <clears throat> I remember when I was in college. A bunch of us were hanging out. A friend of mine's. How old are you? How old are you? If you don't mind me. I'm 36 years old. So you're exactly 11 years older than me. Yes. So when you were in college, how old were you? When I was in college, at this point, I, this story, I was probably 20 years old. If you're 20 years old, I'm nine. You're nine at this time. 
So we're waiting for a friend of mine to come home from college. We're all hanging out at friend's house. His parents are out of town. We're getting really high. And that was back when weed was new enough to me that I'd get like silly high, of course. You were getting high when I was nine. I was getting, I mean, you were probably getting high when you were nine. But so we're watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. I'd never seen it before. And I was commenting on the fact that in the real world, if I saw like their heroes on the TV screen, on the movie screen, but in the real world, if I saw one of those things, like most people, I would grab the nearest shotgun and shoot the giant turtle monster would you? in the head. I would run and I'd scream. I'd be horrified. I would run and scream. If you had a shotgun, you'd be like, oh my god, I gotta kill the turtle monster. No, I monster. wouldn't. What if only one of them exists? It's a turtle monster. What if you, if you saw Bigfoot, you would shoot it? Depends the proximity of me and the Bigfoot and me and the gun. I've never shot a gun before, have you? And all right, maybe I would let the turtle live because it was doing cool karate. Splinter. But if I saw that giant rat, (laughs) oh my God. If I saw that giant rat. Splinter, man. I'd be getting a machine gun. What's with you and the guns, Josh? Because whatever you got to do to kill the giant rat. How? What am I going to throw a grenade Dude, he was peaceful. Like a 50-foot trap? He was a Japanese sensei transformed into a giant rat. Dude, he was a giant rat. He didn't have diseases or anything. But I'm just saying I wouldn't have had time... For him to be like, oh no, let me explain. I'm really, I've been trying. No, he would have been like, no, rat. let me explain. Right, exactly. No, that boom. Come here, Michelangelo. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, it's a rat so giant, it's got to wear a robe and carry a stick. I mean, he carries a stick because of an injury from Shredder. Don't you know nothing? Doesn't he know nothing? He's a rat. He's got three other legs. Just crawl around like a rat. Three other legs? Yeah, rats have four legs. Not splinter. He's bipedal. No. Yeah? Those front legs could be... Okay, no, they were short, stubby arms. He didn't mute. That's how rats are. Half human, half rat. He was not half human. Half human, half rat. He was just a giant like the, rat. Turtles, half human, half rat. Turtles don't. The turtles, turtles not half human. The half turtles rat. didn't walk on four fucking legs. How's a turtle half rat? The ninja. <laughs> excuse me. The turtles were half human, half turtle. I mean, it was the mutagen. They were mutants. Think of them like X Men. If that if that helps you, Josh. If I have to make a geek primer for you, think of them like X Men. At least the you know, are you familiar with the concept of the X Men? Look normal, man. No, they don't. What about Beast? I mean, I wouldn't want to see that dude. Beast looks like a blue cat. That would freak me out, but I'd probably be like, "Cool, pretty blue cat." <laughs> and he'd be like, "Please stop petting me." Yeah, I'd be like, "I'm sorry." I, I have a PhD. Yeah, I'd be like, "I'm sorry." You're a really pretty blue cat. I've never seen a blue cat before. Do you ever read? Have you ever read comics? Betty Purr. No, I was never really a comic reader. Not even when you were a little kid? I mean, no, not really. I mean, there's probably like an, I came across an issue or two floating so around. So what were you doing when other kids your age were reading comics? There, I was in a comic neighborhood. Like, none of my friends were into comics. What? That doesn't make any sense. All little kids are into superheroes. No, I lived in a very grounded universe. What does that mean? My friends idolized research scientists. <laughs> and like Horace and Greeley. Yeah, we we read pamphlets about the wonders of of, of we read popular mechanics. <laughs> and they all listen to NPR. No, I mean the kids played sports in my neighborhood. Uh, kids, we got into skateboarding. All little kids everywhere in this country read comics. It's Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. Dude, that's that part of the true, American experience of growing up. Lot, no, we're all aware of the, they've made movies, like motion pictures, talkies. No, flat out. Like comic books, actual paper comic books. Right. Most little kids read, had, had go, most little boys in this country read comic books. True. No, I don't think most is true. I do. I'd say, yeah. I'd say, what, toy cars... Little action figure, G.I. Joe things, and fucking comic books. That's like growing TV, up. man. Kids watch TV. And and the rest of the things I just they said. They don't read no comic books. Of course they do. Someone reads them. Old men like you, 25-year-old men. Not enough to sustain the industry. Well, certainly not enough little kids to sustain the industry. Enough parents of little kids, though. I'm, I've been to the comic book stores with you while you picked up your comic I've books. I've never seen a little kid in and a comic you, book exactly. store in the last... Like six years. And, or a parent that looked like they were shopping for a little No, because I used to work in comic book stores, and every once in a while they'd come in for their little Every kid. once in a while. But yeah, for the most part it was geeks. Yeah. I mean, that it's that that's that's very much uh, post-9-11, like this whole American embracing geek culture again, like new, you know what I mean? 
Well, now, but now people want to go deep with it and everything. Oh, a graphic novel people can feel like smart. I mean, that's been going on since the 80s, though. That was Watchmen came out in 87 and they, they built saying. it as a graphic novel. But I mean, I don't, but agree, those I don't agree people with that, that, yeah, that yeah. embrace that aren't people that go out every week and buy their comics. Yeah, but the, you know, no, yeah, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about most comic book shops don't make their money on, on, on weekly comics and make their money on trades, like you said. Or on T-shirts and merchandise and toys and statues and anime shit and you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all geek culture now. Most comic book stores sell vinyl toys, right? Like Kid Robot, and they sell you know what I mean? They they sell they sell a whole slew of things. Yeah, it's not just comic books anymore. But none of them, interestingly enough, sell sports memorabilia like they used to. Back in the day, when I That's used to go to the comic book store, they'd you could get baseball cards. Ebay, I mean the internet, the internet it's killed. Also specialized, yeah, and fraud got so rampant, and it all got got into to everything. It had to be authenticated by this person and that person, and that ends up squelching everything. Can you imagine if you grew up with the internet, sir? No, man, I don't know. Man, kids could do their homework on this. It blows my mind. We had to go to the library. We I had did. to use the Encyclopedia Britannica. I was able to, I just hit it. I just hit it. I was lucky enough to be like the first, I think. No, I'm lucky enough that when I really hit the workforce, my first job in TV in 1999, I could not have done that. I had to collect sports. I had to collect scores on, on local, on college lacrosse games, cross country. <laughs> and I could, uh, what took me... <laughs> It took me five minutes on the internet would have taken Days hours phone, right? of uh. phone calls, calling every AD at all these tiny little schools and getting scores and transcribing stats. And yeah, so. One more question before we sign off. Yes. How long has it been since you murdered that guy? Which guy? The Drifter. Again. Isn't the second anniversary Which coming drifter? up? Tony. Which are, Tony? Tony Tall Tony? Tony the Drifter from two years ago from Santa Fe. Well, then two years, two years. Well, there we go. Yeah. Happy two-year anniversary on that. And yeah. on that note, it's been Bagged and Boarded, and it's been real. Peace. What? Bagged and Boarded. Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, begging boarded, it's a way of your life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free geeks you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we owe me funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top billing, sit down, relax, and yo, we'll take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Jew master. We got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama all the way to Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's boats on the green on nothing. Quick stop and I told you storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're teaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and that is out of orbit. We're not quite Right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boards. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah.